When I was younger, I was oblivious to the most obvious of changes, but as I've gotten older, I've become more perceptive, more cognizant of the more subtler changes of the seasons. For example, I've noticed the yellowing of the leaves just outside of the Crane Road Church. On my walks, the milkweed pods have begun to dry up and loosen their seed. Goldenrod, its flowers once as bright as the summer sun are now fading. The temperature has dropped, the days are shorter. Summer is over and autumn is here. Sorry if I'm getting a little too poetic. I, I'm a lit major and I just can't help it, so. But isn't nature poetry? Isn't it complex and beautiful and something we only better understand by reading it, by observing it time and time again? God didn't have to make nature so beautiful and so intricate, and yet he did. He could have created the world and made it bland, but he created it beautiful and good, and he didn't create it for its own sake, but for us. As Genesis points out, God called us to be fertile and to multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. It's poetry by the creator and aimed at us for us. And the other day I felt like God was personally reciting it to me and just for me on one of my walks. As I watched the wildflowers and trees and tall grass dance in the wind, I gave thanks and glory to God at that moment. I'm sure many of you have felt a similar thing in nature at times, as if God was speaking to you. But the reality is, is that we only become aware of God's presence when we listen. I think the parable of today's gospel demonstrates most obviously that our earthly actions have consequences and ultimately result in an eternity in heaven with God, or an eternity of pain, punishment, and hell, and that we need to take care of the poor. That's the straightforward reading of today's gospel, homily over. But we have to wrestle with, what we have to wrestle with with this gospel is how the rich man got to where he was, how he was able to ignore Lazarus completely, a man at his doorstep whose sores were being licked by dogs. And the simple answer is that he had stopped listening to God a long time ago, and that we see him at the, end time, at the end of a lifetime of ignoring God's voice, God's call. And we know this because of the rebuke he receives from Father Abraham after the seemingly good-intentioned request that his brothers might be warned in order that they might avoid his fate. The rebuke from Abraham is that the rich man, he himself, had been warned, his brothers had been warned, all of us here had been warned by Moses and the prophets. But then the rich man claims that the warning would be better if someone who had risen from the dead came and gave the warning, to which the rich man is again rebuked by Abraham. And Abraham says that if we are unable to listen to the small things and obey those, why would we listen and believe something more grand, like one rising from the dead? Jesus has risen from the dead. 
But look around at our society and world today and the lack of people who even heed this warning, this message. We ignore God's voice or make it harder to hear when we fill our lives with our own noise, the world with our own noise, when in our wounded state, in our sin, we turn to the world for the fulfillment of our own will, for our own satisfaction and happiness. The reality is that we have been all been wounded by sin, by others. But instead of heeding Moses or the prophets who point to the true healer Jesus, we buy a bunch of stuff we don't need, watch a lot of stuff we shouldn't watch, say a bunch of things we shouldn't say, do a lot of stuff we shouldn't do, and we end up hurting others and ourselves. I don't aim this at you, I aim this at myself too. Um, for example, just the other day, uh, I went to Costco to buy some groceries for me and Monsignor at the rectory, the priest house, and as I walked in, I saw that they were selling a ton of Christmas stuff. And so under my breath, I, you know, I got a little judgmental. Like, oh, they're selling Christmas stuff already. You know, how out of season. Um, I ended up walking out of Costco with two Advent German beer calendars. <laughs> and I convinced myself to buy them, uh, telling myself that I was buying them to give a gift to others. Uh, Monsignor and myself. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I was like, maybe we'll try out one, you know, before Advent, just to make sure it's okay. And then have the other one for Advent. So, um, I'm just as guilty of trying to kind of fill and find my fulfillment in things and just uh, fill holes in my own life. I know the temptations you face. I, too, get tired and find myself just trying to drown out the world with TV or music or food or drink, and I find myself not wanting to listen to God. But that's the temptation we have to fight again and again, otherwise we end up like the rich man. That is why we have to come to Mass week after week, because we have let the volume of the world get too loud, and we need to turn it down. God wants to speak to you in a special way today, in a way more intimate than nature itself. He wants to speak through to you through his word, the scriptures. He wants to speak to you through me, his humble human priest. He wants to speak in a special silent parts of this mass to you. And he wants to give himself completely to you in the Eucharist. Listen and you will hear the cry of Lazarus and all the needs God is calling you to attend to. Listen, and you will not share the same fate as the rich man. Listen and act, and you will be saved. <laughs>